Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. All right, Al, are you ready for the first episode of the new year? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, although it's a little a little behind the times, but still we're hoping you're having a great 2023. Yes, I hope it's off to a great start. Um, we are going to start with some very heavy hitting, controversial, just everything I could think of topic today. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. It's license plates. License plates. Okay. <laughs> There's really not that much controversy. I just needed something to like draw people in because license plates doesn't sound flashy when you start, but I promise it's going to be good. It's like sewer systems. You're right. Like, well, why do I want to listen about sewer systems? Honestly, this is what our listeners come here for because you didn't see that coming. You thought 2023, we're going to get scandal. No, license plates. <laughs> All but right, license plates. I will tell you a story. And how I got to this topic from my real life. Okay. Because I was driving, actually, I think driving to you and was sitting in traffic behind someone with the license plate bubbles, like B-U-B-L-Z or something like that. And I was like, (laughs) okay, adorable, but also vanity plates. And then you could see. So I have a little notepad in my phone where I think of when I think of these random things in real life or otherwise that I put them in. And this was one of them. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. We're just going to dive into 2023 with license plates. Perfect. I love it. So I'm going to come out of the gate and say I I have some extra pending questions that I didn't get to. So we will have some interesting tidbits to offer you for the 100th hour. But we're just going to start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Thank you. Okay. Let's do definition of license plate. So a vehicle registration plate, also known as a number plate, in British English, or a license plate in American English, is a metal or plastic plate attached to a motor vehicle or trailer for official identification purposes. All countries require registration plates for road vehicles such as cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Whether or not they are required for vehicles such as bicycles, boats, or tractors varies by jurisdiction. The registration identifier is a numeric or alphanumeric ID that uniquely identifies the vehicle and vehicle owner with the issuing region's vehicle register. I know, titillating stuff here, folks. Wow. Wow. On the edge of your seat. Let's see, there's a little bit more here. In some countries, the identifier is unique within the entire country, while in others, it is unique within the state or province. And there is also something called electric license plates now that was legalized in the state of Michigan. So holla to the home state, yeah. Regular issued license plates for passengers' vehicles typically have six or seven characters with vanity plates, going back to our bubbles friends, having up to eight characters in a few states, but that's actually per state and their regulations. So that is the definition of license plate. Are you intrigued? I am intrigued because I have a very cool license plate right now by accident. It's not a vanity plate, but I have also been the owner of a vanity plate, which I'm a little bit ashamed about. So I have a whole section on vanity plates because fascinating. I am currently kind of the owner of a vanity plate. I don't know. I feel like borderline. So I have one of the like icons on my license plate, but I didn't pick the associated letters and numbers. 
So it's right. just like the picture and then whatever random thing the DMV put on it. But it's funny because your license plate, and I won't say what it is, obviously, almost looks like you picked oh, yeah. the words. Somebody at Secretary of State or whoever in the state of Michigan issues those types of things had a really funny day and thought they were hysterical. Um, but it was not of my free choice. It was just thrust upon me. Yes. So my current license plate is funny. Again, a totally random one. Just went to the Secretary of State and picked it up. But the first three letters look like I'm spelling a four-letter word. Not a bad four-letter word, just a four-letter word that some people might think you could use to describe me. But then the last four numbers are actually the last four numbers of my telephone number. Oh, that's so weird. And when she handed it to me at the Secretary of State, I gave her a funny look and I said, are you guys doing license plates different? She looks at me like I was... (laughs) Not an intelligent person. She goes, no. She goes, they're just random. I pick one off a pile and I hand it to you. And I said, oh, well, because these numbers are the last four digits of my phone number. So I didn't know there was some new system where they're using your phone number, like your registered phone number or what. But no, but crazy coincidence. Well, now we also know. So thanks for adding to the expert layer, Al, that they just pick it off a pile and hand it to you. Yes. I felt like, I mean, I knew it wasn't more formal than that. It just feels informal that there's just like a pile of license plates sitting somewhere. Yes, because I actually leased a car for the very first time this year. And they asked me, is your license plate in good condition or do you want a new one? And apparently the dealership just has a pile of license plates that they can transfer to you. Fascinating. I see other things that we could have talked about license plates it's just it's a wild world out here you know when they have like the paper license plate right after you buy a car didn't look into that i'm gonna have to look into that now oh yeah or i know there's special letters and numbers and they're usually a different size font like they'll have a m if it's municipal vehicle or i know there's something to note that it's a dealership car so that nobody owns it it goes to a dealership See, the layers, that's not even in my research either. Honestly, now I'm feeling kind of like I didn't do very good research, but we're going to go forth and we'll just add all this into the 100th hour because the other thing that I was curious about but didn't have time to add in was states that require you to have a license plate on the front and the back and why that is, while others don't. Yes, because I have lived in states that don't and states that do. Mm -hmm. So that I would also be interested to know why. I feel like I normally see front and back ones in like more congested city type locations. So I'm wondering if it's for crime. Honestly, let's not speculate. (laughs) That's probably not fair. But I would say like if if you're in a tighter city, then you can get the number from the front or the back. Yes. And the city I lived in when I had front and back plates was Chicago. So very congested city. So that's my hypothesis. We're going to leave you on a cliffhanger there. I don't know the actual science behind it, but we will come back to you in the 100th hour. But we're going to continue our journey with the history of license plate. Keep this, you know, this party, this license plate party hopping. I don't let's regret. Keep, yeah, keep I regret it, that. Keep, let's oh, keep it rolling. We're going <laughs> to. Honestly, this is podcast gold right there. Puns all day. All day. Okay. France was the first country to introduce the registration plate with the enactment of the Paris Police Ordinance in 1893, followed by Germany in 1896, and the Netherlands shortly thereafter with something called the Driving Permit in 1898. So these plates were initially numbered starting at one, but in many cases it was changed 
in the 1900s to a more complex format. So in the United States, each state decided to issue plates starting in New York, which has required plates since 1903, which included black numerals on a white background. They first required it um, in 1901, but that was just with the owner's initials to be clearly visible and the owners had to make it themselves. So it was formalized in 1903, but owners would create their vehicle's license plate as early as 1901, which were made out of anything from leather or iron. And it was really just to denote your ownership. So there wasn't really like rules or regulations. It would just be put your initials here so that I know this is your oh, car. So it would just say, Allie, get away from my car. Basically. Yeah. In 1903, Massachusetts was the first state to issue a state Plate. The very first plate issued from Massachusetts also was numbered one and was issued to Frederick Tudor, who was working with the Highway Commission. Um, and one of his relatives still holds an active registration for the number one license plate. That is a super fun fact. I wonder if they still have his original number one plate. License plate. Well, so a couple of fun facts about that. So one, I'm going to take a small detour because... It was noted in the articles that I was reading that Frederick Tudor was the one that was issued the license plate, and he was the son of the Ice King. And so I had to look that up because why is that relevant? So the Ice King, also Frederick Tudor Sr., was an American businessman and merchant known as Boston's Ice King, and he was the founder of the Tudor Ice Company and a pioneer of the international ice trade in the 19th century. Oh, that's so funny. The Ice King. The Ice King. So the first guy with a license plate is the son of the international ice businessman, the Ice King. And that is just so funny. I mean, I get that people used to get like big blocks of ice, but just so funny that ice is a business. <laughs> I mean, it still is, I guess. You go to the grocery store and you buy bags of ice. Yeah. Every, every good um, barbecue needs two bags of ice. At least. Standard practice. Probably like six, but yeah. Probably. Honestly, we'll do an episode on ice, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how much information is out there. We'll give you molecule breakdowns and everything. So back to whether or not they have his original one. I don't know that for a fact, but I do know that many of the original license plates were made out of ceramic, which obviously probably did not hold up very well, given how mm. cars yeah. moved, especially back then. So I'm going to venture maybe not, but they did start standardizing that as we went through. So... In 1928, Idaho was the first state to put a logo on the plate. It included the branding of Idaho Potato. Oh, yeah. that's fun. So other early plates were made out of enamel, on metal, or ceramic with no backing. They were fragile and very few made it through. So if you do find them, they're very rare and you should snag them because some of them went for very big money. Other things that they experimented with, especially during the war, was cardboard, leather, and plastic, um, especially copper and pressed soybeans when wartime shortages got out of control. As, as of the 21st century, almost all license plates are made out of aluminum. So metal plates are manufactured through one of two processes, either embossing or riveting. For embossing, a plate is placed between the dies on each side corresponding to the desired characters and compressed by a press. For riveting, holes are drilled through the plate and then individual letters are riveted on one by one. I've never seen a riveted plate. <laughs> I was going to say, riveting? That sounds like a lot of extra work. I a would lot. like to see one. Yeah. So um, up until 1957, though, it was not a standardized shape. So you could have any really size 
rectangular license plate. The states were all making different ones. Obviously, there was not as many regulations around it, but the standardization of size came into play in 1957 when automobile manufacturers came to an agreement with the government and international standards organizations to set the basic standards worldwide. That was a great idea. Yes. So that's also how all of the states fit into the molded spaces on your cars now because it's all been standardized throughout the world. Um, In 2018, and I mentioned this earlier, Michigan, the state of Michigan, was the first to approve Public Act 656, making electronic license plates legal. Okay. So what does electronic license plate even mean? So electronic license plate is available um, in the state of Michigan and others are considering it and it's a new style built for convenience for your driving experiences. So the uh, R plate, RP plate, offers visual personalization and in-app registration renewal and more and it's authorized through the DMV. So it's still like a metal license plate? Mm -hmm. You just have more options if you download their app. Banner messages, color changing, like it's mounted digital license plate. So you can, like a little baby screen. Oh, like a screen. Mm hmm. Interesting. You can pick your colors, you can pick your state. Yeah. But it, like, your number's always displayed. You can just kind of. Your number's displayed. But you can put, like, according to this, this website, it says you can do things like color changing, banner messages, auto renewal. So your, um, your, the sticker thing is now like a little digital thing that oh, would show tab, up that's yeah. renewed. And you can do all of that in app. Interesting. I will have to Google what one of these looks like. So yeah. you could have your license plate number and then there could be a banner scrolling that says like something funny. Hey, bud. Or, yeah. I mean, probably within limitations. But yeah. But maybe not. Who knows? But maybe not. Well, we're skipping ahead a bit, but I think this is relevant. It could be like... Listen to 24-Hour Expert just scrolling on my license plate everywhere Honestly, I go. yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting. You just said something that I think is worth skipping ahead for. So how do we control what is said on the license plates, digital or otherwise, given that vanity plates are a thing? So there's something called a blue list that limits bad words on license plates. Really? Makes sense, mm-hmm. but interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about vanity plates, because Pennsylvania was the first state that allowed slight customizations of their plates starting in 1931. So it was kind of the starts of vanity plates, but really the drivers could just put their initials, so back to our original roots, on the license plate along with an identifying number. But it wasn't until 1965 that the true vanity plate was born, where the entire plate could be customized to whatever the owner wanted. Um, It's also now like a huge part of the license plate industry in terms of revenue. And it's also synonymized. I think this is a very bold statement, but we're going with it as part of the American dream. (laughs) Okay. So I had to include that because I thought, wow, that's a bold statement. So according to research issued by civicscience.com, vanity plate owners are happier people. Okay. I I would love to see the research behind that, but interesting. You can go there. So 18% of U.S. adults have had a vanity license plate in their lifetime. People who earn more than $100,000 a year are more likely to have one. And 55-plus-year-old individuals are also more likely to be vanity plate owners. But as a whole, individuals who have owned vanity plates reported being happier. That's so I don't know funny. if there's a correlation there. I just think that's a fun stat that this specific site offered me. Okay, okay, yeah. 
I, at one point, owned a vanity plate, not on my everyday driver, but just a little Expert Alley fun fact. When I was younger, probably, what, early 20s, mid-20s, my dad, who is in the automotive industry, and I, mostly my dad, I use and I very loosely, built a 67 Cadillac from a couple different cars. We took good pieces from all of them and built a brand new Cadillac that I would drive for fun. And it was mine. And I had a vanity plate on it that said 67 Caddy. Clever. So clever. So clever. Very on the nose. And it was a convertible. I just want to throw that in. It was a very nice car. I do. I do miss it sometimes. Every once in a while, I think about, oh, could I find it again and buy it from whoever owns it now? But then I think, what am I going to do with it? And where am I going to put it? It's huge. I mean, that's a very big car. It was a very big car. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk more about our blue list. So all states and the Canadian provinces issue what is called the blue list of vanity plates that contains banned words, phrases, or letter and number combinations. So it can be anything from crude words, number kind of mixes. Um, So they had listed, so maybe earmuffs, if you've got very smart individuals like A and two number fives would spell oh yeah and so we try we try not to do that um but they also ban things like in the state of new york you can't have fdny so fire department new york or nypd in your license plate so even just to limit confusion in other things so it can be anything from inappropriate offensive to practical type bans right misleading yeah misleading so what is a vanity plate i know we skipped ahead because it was relevant to our conversation but a vanity plate is a special <laughs> is a special type of vehicle registration plate on an automobile or other vehicle. The owner of the vehicle pays extra money to have their own choice of numbers and letters used, usually portraying a recognizable phrase, slogan, or abbreviation on their plate. Sales for vanity plates are often a significant source of revenue in North American in North American <laughs> in North America. And state licensing agencies. In some jurisdictions, such as British Columbia, vanity plates have a different color scheme and design than those that are standard. Oh, so they're a little fancier. Yeah. So in 2007, so I apologize for my outdated data, but it's what I could get my hands on. There were 9.7 million vehicles with personalized vanity plates. And the states that had the most vanity plate penetration rate, which is like, why are we tracking that stat? But we did, was Virginia. With 16.9, I'm sorry, 16.19%. Then New Hampshire, Illinois, Nevada, Montana, Maine, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Dakota, and Vermont. Texas had the lowest vanity plate penetration rate. That's very hard to say. I wonder why Texans don't like their vanity plates. I don't know. I don't know. If you're from Texas, please let us know. Let us know. All right. We have just a few more things I want to hit on. I want to be mindful of time. So we're going to do a few fun facts and then I'm going to read you some slogans. I was going to have you try and guess the states, but I truthfully think some of these would be impossible. Oh, I mean, it sounds fun, but okay. We, we might give one or two a go, but let's, let's start with some fun facts. So in 1921, Alaska was severely underdeveloped, which meant that very few vehicles had registrations there, but they still managed They still mandated the productions of license plates. So only a few were ever made for vehicles registered in the state and even fewer exist still today. These plates are some of the most sought after by collectors due to its rarity. The most recent sale of one of these plates sold in 2000 for $60,000. And what is that in today's money? 
Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't look in 2000. It's not that far. That's, that's joking. I went back to 1921. I was like, oh my God. No, it's different. That's not the same. Um, but mostly, truthfully, they think that many of them decayed due to the time spent in the Alaska climate. And so they don't really exist anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But $60,000 for a license plate is that's intense. That's a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, a historic one. Yeah. So. The first stamped metal license plate came to life in West Virginia in 1921. This revolutionized the license plate industry. They were upgraded in 1971 with high-intensity grade reflective sheeting to improve visibility. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Um, so as America grew as a country, this led to the establishment of more features on license plates. So there was a time before computers where everything existed on paper also existed on your plate. So it would have things like your congressional district, your police code, and the county a person was from in order to issue a ticket more easily. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so this actually ended in 1990, so not that long ago, right? Um, when the system was computerized and they could tie it all back to a single number anyway. Nice. Those plates yeah. must have been pretty cluttered. Yep, pretty cluttered. So we already touched on this one, but in 1928, Idaho was the first to brand the slogan, um, with Idaho potatoes on all of its license plates, other states decided to follow suit. Ohio came up with the birthplace of aviation, and Texas deemed themselves the Lone Star State. There are even some states with multiple slogans because they decided that one was just not enough, so they just rotate slogans. Very fun. Very fun. So let's do some of those slogans, and then we will wrap up this here episode. So I have the full list of states. There are a lot of interesting ones, so I just picked a few. South Dakota's is Great Faces, Great Places. That's funny. Similarly, South Carolina is Smiling Faces, Beautiful Places. Okay, okay. So uh, maybe all of the Southern plus word states got together and made a plan. I don't know. It's just weird that it's South Carolina and South Dakota, which makes me want to sing the song when those are next to each other on a list. But anyway, Tennessee is The Stage is Set for You, or it was formally Sounds Good to Me, or formally Follow Me to Tennessee. Oh, I love Follow Me to Tennessee. I like that one too. So Ohio's is So Much to Discover. It used to formally be Birthplace of Aviation. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. So Much to Discover, comma. Birthplace of aviation. Ohio really just had to do the much, didn't they? Apparently, yes. Anywho, New Hampshire is live free or die. Okay. So, a little aggressive, but you know. Montana, big sky country. Massachusetts, make it yours, comma. I'm sorry, make it yours, semicolon, the spirit of America. Massachusetts, also doing the most. Nice, nice. Um, Hawaii is the islands of Aloha. Cute. Connecticut is the Constitution State. Okay, okay. California is Eureka, semicolon, the Golden State. Eureka. Eureka, <laughs> with an exclamation point, I might add. That's good. That's cute. Alabama is Share the Wonder, formerly Stars Fell on Alabama, and Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, just stay with Sweet Home Alabama, Alabama. I know, I know. Any others that you want me to read? Well, I like Michigan's, pure Michigan. Okay. Well, so Michigan also did the most. So Mi Michigan's is currently pure Michigan, formerly Great Lakes, Great Times, semicolon, more to see. Also formerly Water, Winter, Wonderland. So 
you know, a couple formalies in there. Oh, I do like the Great Lakes one, though. Yeah, Great Lakes, Great Times. I thought that one was nice, Yeah, too. I like that one, too. Maryland also doing the most. If you're looking for a Maryland, go to Maryland. <laughs> Formally, America in miniature. Oh, cute. Formally, more than you can imagine. I would love to sit in on some of these meetings to come up with slogans <laughs> for states. <laughs> oh, I should have looked up how they did that. I have really... I have not opened enough doors on license plates, but that is all we have time for today. So I'm going to leave you there. If you do have any more questions on license plate, please send them in because honestly, there could be license plates part two. We didn't know how deep this was going to go, but And if you have a vanity plate, please share it with us and we will share oh, we it. Oh, we would love to. And if we get plates. a good handful of them, we will vote on best vanity plate. Oh my gosh, I would love that. I would, that would make my day. I really hope you do that. But anyway, for today's episode, Happy New Year, and thanks for letting me talk at you. Do with that what you will. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, or fun facts of your own, please email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us there. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. 